0: Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 21-8 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols and I'm Pernod. Every week we listen to the best in video game music and eat lunchables and eat lunchables in video game music. Um, you eat the Lunchables. That's right. I don't know. It's got Triscuits in it though. Triscuits are good. They are. They are excellent. i miss um, Sandy Duncan. Oh. <laughs> Sammy Sandy Duncan. Sandy Duncan. What are you talking about? I'm old. That's what I'm talking about. I don't even. You know. You remember Sandy
1: Duncan? She used to be the lady that did all the commercials for for Wheat Thins. And I thought Triskets. it was like somebody
0: we like went to school with, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> if we were so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if we were, if we were so lucky. Um. Welcome to the Oscar <laughs> Mayer podcast. Anyway, um. <laughs> We should just get right into it. On the show this week, we have some special guests. Uh, we met them, or I met uh, one of them at MAGFest earlier this January, um, showing off his new game, Ways Lost. We have Blake Edwards and AJ joining us on the show. How are you guys doing? Pretty
2: good. Doing great. Thanks for having
1: us.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming thanks on the show.
1: Did, thanks for hanging with us.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Blake, let's start with you. Why don't you um, just you okay. know, say where you're from and you know what you're into and... Um, what you would like our listeners to know about you, and just keep talking to fill up some airtime. Let's go.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm from uh, Texas, you know, uh haul State. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Pokemon. That's, yeah, that's a thing. Like. That's a great thing. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: well you, we got to start that right now. So you like yeah, Pokemon, uh-huh. favorite Pokemon, like Pokemon.
4: Favorite? favorite pokemon i don't know dude
3: i <laughs> gotta go come I, on i, I don't on. i don't
4: have a good answer for that i i want to say snorlax no. but i don't know i'm really i'm kind of over the first generation of pokemon
1: the snorlax i think snorlax makes a good favorite pokemon though there's nothing wrong with yeah. snorlax
4: it's true uh i like snorlax a lot because i recently played through like Red and Blue, and then Pokemon Crystal on, like, the 3DS when they came out, and Snorlax was so good in
1: those. Snorlax is, he's just a wonderful Pokemon. We're
0: up to almost a 1,000 of the little buggers right now. But we still love Snorlax. We still love Snorlax. I think we don't just have a favorite Pokemon. We have (laughs) have a Pokemon that we would like to be friends with, you know? Oh, (laughs) yes.
3: Oh, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine me feeding him would be a pain in the butt, but just hanging out with him? Yeah. Just teamspeak. Oh, he he just sleeps all the time. <laughs> what exactly. are you gonna do? <laughs> we all just <laughs> either, take either sleeping or eating. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best friend to have. Like, what do you want to do today, man? <laughs> oh, your burger, take a nap.
0: Yeah. yeah okay. Man. Is it cool if I take a nap while you play That's... video games and play? Yeah, do it. That's great. Um... That's me. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so um, also, you can hear another voice on the show. That is AJ. Also um, working with Ways Lost. AJ, how are you doing?
2: Good. Hey guys, what's going on? Say, my name's AJ. I did the music for Ways Lost and other games that Blake has developed. Oh, if we we're talking Pokemon,
1: <laughs> oh, we're always talking got... Pokemon. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> good. Honestly, the first one that comes to my head is Raichu. Ooh, that's oh. a good pick. Because yeah, as a kid, I was like that basic kid that just loved Pikachu. I had like the little talking Pikachu. I had Hey You, Pikachu, all that, and eventually. You know, just like, why doesn't Raichu get any love?
1: Well, speaking right. of which, here's a question then. <laughs> How do you feel about the new the Alolan Raichu?
2: I loved him, or her, you know, depending on what gender Pokemon you have. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um no, actually,
3: mean.
2: yeah, exactly. But no, I, yeah, I loved the uh, Alolan uh, Raichu. Had a, had him on my team immediately. There. Thought it was a cool change of pace. It's fun time.
1: He's a psychic surfer. He surfs on his tail now. I
0: don't know, man. Yeah. I, think I loved like- that,
2: yeah. and I loved how you can use Psychic, too. That was like a real help for me.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, Purnell, what are we talking about on the show today? Well, funny we were talking about Pokemon. I feel as though that <laughs> will be an interesting segue
1: into the episode topic, which would be influential classics. That would be music from games that are, well, influential in the development of future games, beyond their existence. So there's some obvious ones I'm not going to name as examples. You'll get the examples when you hear them on the show get called out. But just think of games that were probably the beginning of the games we're playing now. Like the first steps.
0: Yes. And that's why I chose the, the tracks I chose, Pernell. No! And you'll learn. Oh, your <laughs> tracks are... Oh, you God. You will understand. This will be a trip. Also, I got some of the best composers, classic composers, like... um. Beethoven, a little, maybe a little person you might not You might know unknown. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah. a Pokemon. <laughs> um, so let's let's listen to some uh, music, and then we'll talk about the the games and and why how how they've influenced us and uh, shaped our childhoods and and how we grew up to be adults with mm. with the uh, and
1: misshaping our bank accounts.
0: <laughs> and and, <laughs> and share a Valentine's Day with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh mercy. Oh, <laughs>
2: Match
0: in heaven. <laughs> uh, Blake, why don't you kick us off? Um, what would you like for your first track today?
2: Uh,
4: let's do the Mario one. Swing <laughs> your arms from side to side.
0: <laughs> according to the Mario. According to, yeah, let's do the Mario. Do the Mario. <laughs> is there ever a bad time to do the Mario? Don't tell me because I don't want to know. Probably not. Uh, this is the underwater theme from Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo composed by Koji Kondo. listening to the underwater theme from Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo composed by Koji Kondo and this was selected by Blake from Ways Lost that's me that's you <laughs> 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 um, so yeah so, so uh, uh, why did you want to pick from Super Mario World specifically and maybe talk a little bit closer to the microphone All right. Excellent. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Do it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um... There's, like... I'm sure you've heard of it, like, how they make Mario levels. The, like, um... Technique that they use. Where they'll have, like, an idea. They'll, like, give you a gentle introduction. Then expand on that idea. Mm -hmm. Then twist it. And then have, like, a final exam at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I call that the Mario Method. I know it has like a actual name, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's Mario Method, ma'am. Um, yeah, it's the Mario Method. Yeah, it's a, it's a great I use way that to, a lot. Yeah. I use that a lot in my games. Oh, and so, so that's know. why I picked this one.
1: Oh, oh yeah, so you yeah. do the whole concept introduction as well?
4: Yeah.
0: Nice. It's a great way to teach. The user how to use the software That is the most driest thing I've ever said in my life. It's, it's, it's a great way to teach the player how to play the game without having like a text a block of text being like you know if you press the B button to jump, a little longer you can reach that coin up there. There was actually a exactly. video which and I appreciate. Then you do it and you get you get like an, a you get a, a trophy and it says trophy oh, well, you got you held the B button longer you know. There was actually a uh. video that got put out uh, a couple years ago
1: by. One of the Game Grumps guys. I can't remember which, what his name is, though. But he does something called... Aaron? Se-
0: yeah, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. He does um, Sequelitis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: He did an episode about Mega Man games, mm-hmm. and he was describing a similar concept where he was talking about how he hated how games would always have some guy popping in with like a text box like, <laughs> be careful of that guy. He's got a gun. If he shoots you, it'll hurt. And it's like, what? I can understand that. He's
2: like... That's such a throwback. Yes.
3: Yeah,
0: but um, uh, but yeah, he's,
4: uh, it's Mag- ironic because yeah. my game tutorial actually has somebody telling you what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we should say uh, the the game it the game that you were demoing at Magfest. Yeah, so we should say that the game you were demoing was kind of like a, a card game, card battler type game. Um, yeah, so and you, you kind of need a little bit more of a walkthrough. You can't intuitively. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like
1: it, I'm gonna tell you right now, if that if you were trying to make it an intuitive playthrough of a card battler. <laughs> Yeah, I would turn more people off, so you made the right call there, for sure. Yeah. Platformers are a little different, though. Yeah, like yeah. The idea of, like, back in the day, for sure, you had literally two buttons. If you needed a tutorial for, like, press this to jump, now press it to jump higher, right. you know, like, oh, uh-huh. I can figure that out, let me die twice, I'll get it, you know. <laughs> but also, there was like there's like a certain bit to, um, and a lot of games do this, and they mention that again like, in the sequel, too, like, they'll have the obstacle show up, in a situation where you really either, A, can't even access it, you can only see it in motion, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or it's in a safe place where if you screw it up, you won't die from it. Just to show you, oh, that thing will crush you if you fall in there. Don't fall in there. (laughs) And then the next screen is like, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of them, and yeah, you know they're
0: dangerous. Yeah, I'm doing a small prototype uh, platforming game right now where um, you play an adventurer who dies immediately, and then you play as his ghost trying to get back. But the, 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 the short stage of... Of you playing as a living person, I have jumps just high enough and just far enough where you can't die, where you can't like get a game over, so that you can learn. Okay, this is this is what the controls, this is what the gravity, this is what the, the the physics look like before you get into a you know a spike filled um, hellhole.
1: <laughs> I, I'd reject the fact that you said spike filled hellhole
0: when well, you could have said
1: pointy place heckhole.
0: Heckhole, yeah. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is great. I like this. Um, I, I like the slow down version of the, uh, athletic theme type thing. So that's all yeah.
1: good. I do. I, I, I'm under, I should we, should we ask more about the game now or should we do that when we go into another song?
0: Yeah, let's get into another song. Um, so AJ, we're coming around to you and you also brought some music to, to share with us and the listeners. Um, why don't you choose one right now?
2: Let's do chemical plant zone from Sonic two.
0: Excellent. This Mm -hmm. is from Sonic 2 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Masato Nakamura. You're listening to the Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Masato Nakamura, and AJ, uh, you chose this track for us because you wanted to get the party started, right?
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I was moshing the whole time in my uh, (laughs) studio while I was going. (laughs) Hopefully everyone else was, too.
0: Oh, there was a lot of dancing going over. You
1: couldn't see it off camera from me here, but I was getting (laughs)
2: damned.
0: So would you say that this game influenced you, or maybe this music influenced you in any way?
2: Oh, yeah. So as a kid, my sister and I were obsessed with Sonic. Fun fact, actually, we had a little... Like, when YouTube first started, we did a little Sonic and Tails, like, (laughs) show on YouTube using the game. Oh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, really cute. But, um, (laughs) no, yeah, that, like, Chemical Plant... It's the kind of song that always gets stuck on my head. It's just so darn good.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, it's so well written. It's really a bop. Every time I would play that, like, I was honestly so excited to play Chemical Plant Zone just because of the song. I mean, it's an amazing level, too. I love the way it looks, the design, but the song in particular really gets you in the right mood for that level.
1: And then the water kicks in and you're popping up. <laughs> the chemicals. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, for the records, that always kind of boggled my mind. So, you're in the chemical plant zone. Now, keep in mind, later levels, look, there's like the oil ocean where if you fall in the oil, you die. Right. You know? And other levels, where it's just normal water, you're fine. But the chemical plant is literally chemicals floating around in water. And there's a whole section where you're just submerged in the stuff. Sonic doesn't grow wings or a third eye, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> It's just, uh, don't I, drown. I mean, maybe it's not,
0: like, that kind of chemical. Maybe they're just, like, dumping. Maybe it's, like, they're just just a dumping ground, you know? What
1: chemical are they dumping that's not going to, in some way, affect the blue hedgehog who has super speed powers? <laughs> <Hedgehog>. I, think, <laughs> I,
3: I think he's already mutated, to... So What <laughs> more can
1: straight. you do? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that, that hedgehog ain't right. Imagine if the whole level, like, happened, the way Nancy designed it. was like, he gets out of the – he's running up the, from the corridor – Get before he drowns, he gets to the surface and he just, like, stops for two minutes on the game clock rubbing his eyes and screaming. That would be a trick.
2: (laughs) Should have done that in Generations.
1: (laughs) Modern Sonic.
0: My eye! Uh, We can make (laughs) it canon. Oh
2: my god. Yeah, I would say that song is, like, I would love to write something that funky and amazing just to get people just soften and make you just really sit with you. While playing the game. And like when you're done playing the game. It's just still in your head. You want to listen to it all the time. Like that's some really good music.
1: Also I gotta say. It's been a while since I've played Sonic 1. So I could be wrong here. But I feel like the Chemical Plant Zone in Sonic Two was probably the first time you really got a full sense of like Sonic like outrunning the screen. Yeah, like, that's
0: right. He would go down oh, the yeah. long
1: hills and it's like he just like go p- off the screen, get shot into the, those tubes and gets bopped around. Yeah, the, the
0: camera wasn't keeping up with the the speed. There <laughs> um, was like, look how fast it's going. Look at that blast processing. Look at that. And I was like, wow, man, oh, yeah. take that Morphmation. It just made it that much harder to, to play, but.
2: Well, that's what I loved about that level, too, is, like, plus there was so many different, like, um, places you can go right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you just go into, like, that ball form, you're just flying everywhere. You're like, where am I right now?
0: What is happening? Oh, look, I'm a fast hedgehog. <laughs> I am fast hedgehog. All right. Um, All right, so I'm going to go on to my... That's my
4: own original character, fast
1: hedgehog. Fast <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Pat Pindy. Pat
0: Pindy. <laughs> he's, um, he's, uh, he's He's a fan of Tails. And uh, they're best friends. Best friends. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, I can dream, right? They are best friends. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> uh, so my first track is influential, not personally, but I think it's influential in the genre. For oh, now. I'm looking forward to hearing that's what this I'm doing. This you, is where? this <laughs> is the, this is the stage theme one from Dance Aerobics for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's right,
3: Prinel. This is
0: this is going to be something. Yeah. Before you even like get uh, into it, I'm gonna play the music, alright? Uh, and just know that this is one of the very first rhythm games ever made. Mm-hmm. Okay? So oh. this is Unknown Composer, stage theme one for dance aerobics. Let's do this. Let's 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 dance aerobically. <laughs> Is stage. The
2: Wii
0: theme- isn't out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh exer gaming, exercise gaming has changed in recent years, but this is Dance Aerobics, stage theme one for the Nintendo Entertainment System. With the, uh, composer is unknown, but a lot of. Uh, uh, we could speculate on who it is. I mean, this could still be Hirokazu Tanaka, but. Or it's probably Bobo One. Bobo One, it's, uh, <laughs> bun, bun. Is it bun bun. It's
1: a bun bun. No, it's not bun, but he was all
0: Capcom. Bobo
1: so,
2: one was Nintendo, right. and totally made up. you could go with the um, like like the funny theories, like with Sonic Three, where they're like, oh, Michael Jackson wrote all. of it.
0: <laughs> <Am I right? laughs> Um, so I wanted to choose a game that used the Power Pad because this is a this is a predecessor to Dance Dance Revolution. What? This is one of the earliest rhythm games. You but was it rhythm though? No, it's not just step stepping. It's step stepping. But not to the beat. On the power pad. It is to a power pad. To the beat. Not to beat. You can do it to the beat. That's is it so to cool. a beat? Why not? <laughs>
1: I'm. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm like
0: looking at this right now. You're. You're all into fitness. Why don't you uh, give it a shot? <laughs>
1: Honestly, at this point, it would be almost it'd be pretty <laughs> hilarious to pull it off. Uh,
0: well, out uh, uh, of all the tracks in this game, like it's only using four channels. There's no samples being used on the NES for this track. There's still only four channels, and it's still like everything's like syncopated in a in a way that it's got kind of like a funky groove to it, and I really I really like that. It's definitely a fantastic tune. It's it's a good tune. All the tracks in this game are super short. They're almost under like 15 seconds or... Something like that. This is one of the longer ones.
1: I am watching this right now. Are you watching some gameplay? Oh, I'm watching Dance Aerobics right now, and I'm just trying to picture someone like, I lost so much weight. I've so many <laughs> calories. playing played Dance Aerobics you're very not, slowly.
0: I mean, if you don't think you can, then you're just not trying hard enough, is all I'm saying. We know
1: the real deal for losing weight on the NES was track and field. Track and field, that's also right. Also hospital oh. admissions.
0: Yeah. Where those. What was that one? The, the challenge one. Challenge one. Isn't there? There was one I, I played at a friend's house when I was really little. That was like it was like an obstacle course. Hmm. It was like two two characters running, and it was like it was very similar.
1: So you got me wondering what it was. It's gonna pop up later. I know about Stadium Events, which is that ridiculous game that sells for like a gajillion. Yeah, I don't dollars. think it's definitely not
0: that one. But it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe like that kid just happened to have it. It's probably not there anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, his mom probably threw it in the trash, um, and he's like still lamenting in this day, he's, like drinking out drinking whiskey <laughs> in his house in his basement. He's like I could have had money. Could have been rich. Stadium Events. <laughs> so, <Adventure. laughs> so you guys you got
2: should, us all yeah. with our shiny Charizard cards.
1: Oh man, I would. If I had a shiny Charizard, my mom was like, Honey, you just kept leaving them out on the table, so I threw them in the trash. You've kept a lot of your,
0: your game collection, though. Oh, everything. Everything. Like, the only stuff I didn't keep... All those JRPGs on the PlayStation. Yeah, the, yeah it's you, amazing.
1: Literally, the only time I, I screwed up, and I still lament this, was um, back... Cause we were, we never really had a ton of money, but we were lucky in the sense that we had an uncle who donated a bunch of stuff to us when we went to college, because it was like... He was the kid who had the job, so he bought every new game when it came out, born he left college. He didn't need them anymore, so he just gave them all to his nephew. Me! And, um, so I had a lot of that, but then aside from that, my dad would buy games, but they would only come from the bargain bin, like... Games he saw for 10 bucks, like, ah, that's... We yeah, were talking
0: about Mickey Mania that one time. Or yeah. Was
1: it Mickey Mania? No, Mickey Mousecapade. Mickey Mousecapade. Oh. Star Soldier, which apparently now has an actual following, whereas back in the day, <clears throat> it's the game that got you laughed at on the playground. Really? Oh, yeah, Star Soldier. <laughs> but um, a lot of games he got because they were dirt cheap. But um, at the same time, though, there were just so many games I had built up, and it was time to get the new systems, you know, being the PlayStation, the Saturn, mm. and... All I had at the time was the Super Nintendo, and we had the Genesis and our few games there, but we had no money to get the new system, so I made the dumb decision, went to Funko, tossed them all over the oh, counter. The Chrono Triggers, the Mario RPGs, Final Fantasy 2, if you could name one of the hotter, pricier games that could sell on Super Nintendo, we probably had it.
0: And, and it's and probably we, sold back to GameStop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, that's rough, man. That is rough. Um, do you guys have any stories of, um, of games that you're sad that you lost? Hmm. Yenny, yenny. so Probably. Probably. Sad, i have one it's not
2: for <laughs> value but i was gonna say earlier for my favorite pokemon game i think my favorite was emerald Ooh. and i caught like everything in that game I, I did all of it and it disappeared have never seen it since it still makes me sad to this day
1: oh man you, you l- never know, they'll, like, go one day just, like, buy some old laundry in the basement of your house, go toss in the
0: wash. oh my god, Pokemon Emerald, how'd it get in there? Like- or you have, like, a roommate, and, <laughs> like, 30, 40 years from now, you know, he sadly passes away, and you're at his funeral. And his grieving wife comes to you, and he says, "He would. He wanted you to have this." <laughs> <laughs> just a random copy. It's like, Are you kidding me? How did he even get it
3: here all this time? <laughs> the battery well, died. A no, <laughs> just,
2: that's a long After this, break. I'm gonna go into my old childhood like coat and like just just look, just look, yeah. just, just in case. case. I'm gonna tell
1: you something. You say that, but and this is a real story. Um, back when PS Two was a thing, I had three memory cards for that system. One was, two were black, one was red. I'm oh, sorry, black, red, and blue. There we go. Okay. And the red one had, like, a couple, like, RPGs I was working on. Lost the data. Like, lost the memory card, rather. Just disappeared one. You didn't know where it went. Fast forward about seven years, I went to Seattle, Washington to go to PAX, like, the second PAX. Ooh. Yeah. And I just threw a bunch of clothes and the lawn and the suitcase to go. And I go to get dressed to go to PAX. I reach into my pocket. There's something in there. I pull it out. It's the memory card from seven years ago.
0: It had so many questions were generated in that scenario. Like, why is this in here? What would have happened if they stopped you in security? And they're like, what's in your pocket, sir? And I are like, I don't have anything in my pocket. I didn't bring anything. And they pull out, like, these memory cards. And you're like, I don't know
1: what those are from. What's on this memory card, son?
0: Doomsday data? What you got there, son? (laughs)
1: All <laughs> I like you calling me
3: son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just game information, I swear. Valkyrie profiles a fun game.
0: TSA agents are like, "Son, what are you doing here with this game card?" <laughs> oh, they do that though.
1: I gotta. I love how we're just, like stepping into uh, more no, that's stories. Right. Why,
0: why, why don't we go get, get into another? We're having like really weird stories. <laughs> but I gotta say this story. Gotta uh, say this.
1: All story. right, all right, all right. So, you mentioned a TSA, you know, checking stuff, right? So, fun fact about me my favorite game consoles or actually the handheld game consoles portables like
0: 3DS yeah, you're all DS about blah, blah blah on the go
1: and there was a period where i had a bunch of these things called penguin cases they were zippable yeah. like pocket containers that could hold like 16 video games a piece
0: yeah you had the you had the, um, the ones for the DS that was for uh, cheap-ass gamers right yes yeah. exactly <laughs> and i had like 5 of
1: them all of them were full and i would take them with me everywhere so had them in my my luggage got on a plane Got off the plane, and I was about to leave the airport. And at this particular airport, they were screening bags on the way out for some dumb reason, oh, too. No, yeah. So they screened my bag, stopped me, and said, "Hey, we need to check your bag." And they go look into it, and I'm like wondering what's taking us long to get my stuff. I look behind the line. They're looking through all my games like, oh man, he's got such and such. <laughs> Look at this game; he has got everything. And they were losing their stuff back. They're like, "Yeah, hey, I need my bags." I mean, we can talk games, but do it over here with me. <laughs> Don't just sit there with my stuff.
0: Uh, that's hilarious. But they were geeking out. I thought they were like wondering why, like, where all these chips were, but they were just geeking out all over all your games. Yes. Yeah, so funny. I'd still be I annoyed. It's almost the equivalent <laughs> of them breaking characters. Yeah, it really is. They got like they have like a, they're like the um. The guards at Buckingham Palace, you know, they can't break. Okay. They Let gotta be long. all day long. At least they, that's how they are in Philly. Put your arms out. Um, Stop chewing that gum. <laughs> oh my god, is that Mario DS-64?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, Pranav, what is your first track that you'd like to share with the class?
1: Alright, I am going to go with... Well, it's an interesting like follow-up to the earlier Mario track. I am going to go with the athletic theme mm-hmm. from Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES... Posed by Koji Kondo. It's
0: a Kondo rific podcast.
1: And how? Welcome back. You are hopping and bopping to the athletic theme from Super Mario Bros. 3 on the NES, composed by Koji Kondo. This track... Well, when we talk about influential classics, I had to pick from this game, and I had to pick this track, because Mm. quite frankly, I still play... I live my life to this track, to this
0: day. (laughs) To this day. (laughs) This is is a lifestyle choice. It is!
1: This is like... Mom and Dad... I'm athletic thing, and I'm fine with it. Um, it's just it's because oh. of the
2: aerobics. <laughs> all that dance aerobics. I
1: told you about buying that dance aerobics.
0: Okay, first, he, first, he got super buff playing dance aerobics, and now he's a Mario man. That's
1: right, hopping and bopping parkour, yeah. baby.
0: <laughs> you, got, you got the, got uh, the, they got the skills to jump off of cars, and you're jumping on all, all the kids in the playground. With my Karibo yeah. shoes, two Tri- of them. <laughs>
1: So, like, Mario 3, mm. to me, like, it's... A lot of times, like, people will say Super Mario Bros. 1 is the most influential. And in a lot of ways, it really is. Like, it was pretty much the first, like, hard-on platformer. Like, this is
0: platform. Let's not call it that, but yeah, I'm good with it.
1: God <laughs> <Not> damn <that laughs> crap.
0: <laughs> Mario 3 took the... You jerk! I know.
3: <laughs>
1: Mario 3 took that formula and it just went all in with it. They, like... In my opinion, they kind of nailed down the whole stopping and the starting and stopping of Mario's runs. Yeah. Um. So the actual jumping, the physics mm-hmm. for jumping, felt better. But even beyond that, like it he was slidey,
0: ex- but it wasn't like Mario One where it was like he's on wheels, just going off all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but like to me, like it, mm-hmm. once you get past that, even it seems mm-hmm. so much more. Like when you really think back, and I'm sure there might be someone might name something that I'm just forgetting. But if you think back, to me, this is the first. Platformer that had themed worlds with maps, like an actual explorable map, oh, yep. and you could do things on the map, like you get the hammer power ups and stuff from the Hammer you Brothers. Know, I,
0: I wonder, like, if this was one of the first, because I'm sure so many other games were influenced by this, like having like overworld maps. Oh, that's what I mean. I believe this yeah. is
1: the one that inspired other games to have overworld maps mm. for their games that weren't RPGs. Um, it's like the theme mapping. The per- the power variety mm-hmm. that invo- that allowed you to like do more world traverse. Like, yeah, other games did have power ups for things, mm-hmm. but I feel like. It wasn't as common. That I'd be like, "Hey, this power up is like something I can pick up and lose, but while I have it, I can do this thing
0: that gets me up here." Yeah, I do. I do like that. Mario World took that to like a whole other level of like having hidden areas and different, different like keys and things Second like that. Second exits and miss. Yeah, uh, uh, the, yeah, the PP switches and stuff. Stuff me some secret exits. Yeah. And
1: I love the secret exit concept. Uh, Every game. Uh, needs uh, Blake,
0: it. do you do you ever think about like um, secret, you know, not codes, but like different hidden areas and things that you would want the the player to. Uh, to seek out or you know fun stuff for them to look for. Um, I think about it, yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> now, right. I, now I think about it. <laughs> sure, thought. <know>? <laughs> it's a it's a, one, it's a wonderful idea. I believe it. Um, but, I have to go, <laughs>
1: but this might be a good opportunity to actually go into discussing you know the game Ways Lost itself, so people uh-huh. can know what is Ways Lost. Yeah,
0: we're about halfway through here. So let's let's talk about uh Ways Lost and All right. and let's get into that. So tell tell us a little about it.
4: All right, so Ways Lost is a deck-building roguelike game. Um, basically, you're trapped in a place called the Wayward Keep, mm-hmm. and you have to get out. And the way that you do that is by going through all the events and then fighting the boss at the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, would you say that like going through the games like do they kind of like is it a series of events that occur? Like you yes, start a series out
4: series of events occur.
1: Okay, so cause like I know there's a number to.
4: It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of game Mm
3: -hmm.
4: where you'll be, like, presented with, do you want to fight this monster, fight these monsters, or, like, go to the shop here? Mm -hmm. Or you can, like, uh, now I just recently put in a mechanic where you could... Forget those two options and then get a new one.
1: <laughs> oh, like just throw the other two away, but you have no idea what the third one will be? Like it's a wild card? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like I like how, for me, it was really intuitive. Um, there's like a dice system that you can like roll the dice to use as kind of like um, energy points to spend on your cards. Um, and to me, yeah. it, it felt very much like the board games that, that we play. Oh, yeah. Had, like had kind of like a board gaming mechanic, so that going into it, it felt, felt super intuitive. Like I, I kind of like understood what to do. And, um, and so I could just really enjoy the strategy and, and enjoy the artwork that was going on there too. Oh, and for the record, that art is nice. Yeah, I we, like do, the we do like designs. Designs. Yeah, we like the design a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's very fun. We'll have links to um, to your uh, like the web page, and I think it's on itch.io It's like where yep, like things are being displayed there. So we'll have links to that on our on our site, RhythmAndPixels.com, so people can take a look at that. Um, but yeah, we're coming back around to you, Blake. What's going to be your second pick of the evening? Uh,
4: Pokemon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch a gotta catch few. Um, so you know, we're talking Man, so we're gonna go
0: Pokemon. We're talking Pokemon. We're talking Pokemans. We're going to uh, go. <laughs> Pikachu and Bulbacorn. Pokemon. <laughs> this is Route 27 from Pokemon Gold Silver for the Game Boy Color composed by Junichi Masuda. You're listening to Route 27 from the game Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver for the Game Boy Color composed by Junichi Masuda. And um, I was just thinking like, somehow like the music on the Game Boy Color feels more developed than like other Game Boy tracks, but I think the hardware is still the same. It's still like two um, wave channels, or two pulse channels, a wave channel and the noise channel. Like it's, it's just really interesting. Um, I think I think it's just the Game Boy Color was was so, so much later, like in the and like in it, maybe it was since the Game Boy was released that mm-hmm. maybe the composers could do more with it.
1: That's possible. Or maybe they
0: understood more how, how how to utilize it a lot more. Um, uh, but, Makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but Blake, uh, is, is Pokemon Gold or Silver like important to you, or is it just Pokemon? <laughs> yep.
4: It was. Yeah. It's been, the second generation of Pokemon has been my favorite ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I picked that track because, like, I always remember how whenever you would first step over into Kanto and then that music would hit, and it just sounded different from like anything else you'd heard in the game before. And the guy walks up to you, he's like, "Hey, you're in Kanto now."
1: Yeah, that was genuinely so, one of like the cool, like you were, you said it earlier too, but like one of the coolest post-game yeah. elements because, and they've never done that since, which is in, kind of infuriating so actually. So,
4: yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, you know, kids got geeked for this. Why'd you take it away? <laughs> that's what
4: that I always like, wanted for, like, Pokemon every game.
1: Post-game. It's like, and and honestly, even aside from that, like, Gold and Silver was, I can't think of any other games before it that had, like, an active day-night cycle. Oh, that that had yeah, events. that's
4: true. Yeah.
1: Like, I remember, yeah. like, setting an alarm clock to wake up at 5 a.m. to catch a lady ball at, bu- at the bug <laughs> party. <laughs>
4: I woke up so early trying to catch like Phanpy and Teddy Ursa oh, wow. They would always like run away.
0: <laughs> I loved Fampy. It's changed now. Now it's not. Now it's not about when you catch them. It's about where you catch them using like. Uh, oh no, they got the Niantic, Like Pokemon Go. Right? Oh
1: no, they've, they've done a little bit of all of it though. Go does still have the where, but they. I think Nine Tick also incorporated weather into the game too. <laughs> oh, like, kidding. so yeah, yeah. it's riding outside. Yeah.
0: Go out in the rain with your phone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's why they make them
1: waterproof now. You thought it was the tech companies. No, that was Pokemon. I only proof. ever
0: play on the toilet. How come I keep, kept, keep catching water type? Well, that's, that's something you need to figure out for yourself. Bathroom humor.
2: Um, I love that one meme that's... Uh it shows, like, on, like, an iPhone. It shows the alert of, like, there's a tornado in your air. And then, like, right after, is like, Pokemon Go, like, hey, the weather's pretty good. You Just go out and uh, catch a Pokemon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: exactly what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> He's out there waiting for you. <laughs>
4: Bring a <in> Pokemon. for a raid.
1: That's right. But, like, if Pokemon, like, it's... It's been... It's probably one of the most... Like, important games in my entire life, I'll even say. Yeah. It's just, like, I started playing Pokemon Red and Blue mm. back yeah. in college. Yeah, me too. And I made friends through playing that. Not me. I didn't, we became friends <laughs> through games in general.
0: Not Rob, though. No, but I was in art school, like, like playing, like, on my Game Boy, and everyone's, like, outside smoking, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm catching
3: Pokemon. <laughs> you say <sing> Pikachu? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just caught one. Get out here,
0: nerd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, flick the cigarette at
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> he almost hit my Game Boy. Uh, I but, caught
0: you, nerd.
1: <laughs> That's honestly how I feel like I remember those guys. Uh, this is
0: cutting pretty close, guys. i might have to stop you right <laughs> now. <then. So, so. laughs>
1: but now, like, I just kept playing Pokemon. Got Ga- each subsequent release. Eventually. Made a group of friends through in Baltimore we mm-hmm. formed like a actual Pokemon group called East Coast Pokemon League. We still do it. That's not, that's back oh, what that's that that's how awesome.
0: that's how back that's we started, how long you started to go. Like we, we get that sentence out. We started we
1: started playing Pokemon as a group back in Gold Silver, but it wasn't until uh Ruby Sapphire that we actually formed the league. Mm-hmm. But um I remember like taking the buses before I had a car, I would take the bus down to Baltimore from up here and there was a guy, he's in a band he used to be in a band called Rare Candy. And he and I used to I love that band. Oh, Rare Candy's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um, is the keyboardist. His name is Matt. He and I would play Pokemon versus all the time and he used to kick the stuffing out of me, like constantly. <laughs> and then one particular time we were waiting at the bus for the bus station for to take me back to Delaware. And uh I had like I got one more time, man, one more match. And we went at it, and I had a cosmic powered Starmie. I love Starmie, by the way and mopped the floor with his team first time I ever beat him never let it go this is like <laughs> this is like 18 years later
0: you're like that kid who's like I retired from Pokemon never playing. kind
1: of did because like I said 18 years later so I'm still like red right time I beat you at the bus stage with that Starmie yeah. Starmie's a beast yeah, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but like, honestly, that those relationships have stuck around this entire time. I've that's been good. continuing
0: playing. I do Magfest Pokemon League mm-hmm. now there too. Oh, Pokemon is all about like creating relationships. Like, yes. there's, there's, I wrote oh, yeah. an article oh, yeah. way back when that like the the whole reason like with the with the link cable and everything it was to promote you know people building friendships and building relationships yeah. to play uh, you know playing yeah. video games together. And that's what
1: drives yeah. me kind of nuts. Like, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this. But there's like a group of a large contingent of people out there like, to complain that the Pokemon structure, like the way they make the games is broken. Like, it's trying to cheat customers by releasing two versions of the same
0: game. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's trying to get people... To, to trade. To trade, right? It's, it's l- encouraging people uh-huh. to, to, to do that.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. literal communication. encouragement. And people like no but it's just double making people doubles like no one is being made to go buy gold and silver or sword and shield that's your choice but uh quite frankly you can't go and make that decision on your own then come back later and go i can't believe you made me buy this (laughs) twice. like no
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's your choice fella like, we have had a, we have enough Pokemon talk. I think we gotta get on to our some more music. That's oh, wow. right, Digimon! Digimon, and we're talking Beyblades. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so we are um on to AJ. Um, AJ, you picked a second uh, track for us. What what do you have? I have
2: Death Mountain from A Link to the Past. Yes. Ooh.
0: This is Legend of Zelda, a Link to the Past. And as I was typing it, I was like, Oh, a link. I get it. <laughs> you're you're joking, right? <laughs> I am not joking. <laughs> oh my god! This <laughs> is one of those things. Like it's just it's just always been there, and I never realized. Um, again, I love that though. I love that. Koji Kondo for the Super Nintendo. to Death Mountain from The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo, composed by Koji Kondo. This was also picked by AJ. And- Hello. <laughs> Link? <laughs> is there someone else here? or is hi. It just- Oh, hi. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a this is a fantastic piece of piece of music. I think I, I like I do like how silly uh, it starts off a little bit with the timpani, but it is a, it's a marching beat. It's like marching towards um, doom, towards doom. But like no, but there's there's like a hopefulness to it too. I think. No! yeah.
3: No,
2: no like when I, Whenever I played, like I feel at like when I got to this point, like he really felt like Link, the hero, going through all this nonsense, trying <laughs> to like. Just get through, I don't know, at this point, I always just felt really like, this is the real challenge, um, we're going uphill right now, everything kind of sucks, but we're going through, but, but I, I don't know, this, this always got me really hyped when we were playing, when I, I mean when I was playing. Do you remember the first <laughs> I mean, time you maybe, get
1: here though, like that, to me, like, when you're playing the game, like, later in the game, I definitely agree with you, like, you're like, alright, just take Death Mountain, let's get to Turtle Rock and get down to business. But do you remember when you first go to Death Mountain and um, you go into that warp panel? And at the time when you're younger, you don't know what the hell's going on. You pick up a rock and there's a portal on the floor. What's this thing? And you walk in and now you're in this horrible mountain range with black sky and lightning striking (laughs) and you're a rabbit. And you're like, what the heck's going on? None of this makes any sense.
2: And so that came. blew my mind. I had no idea what was happening the
1: whole time. <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> amazing! And then this track is playing over all of that. That's why, like, when you were like, it starts
0: out kind of. Well, silly. it's like what well, it starts out with lightning striking. Well, I mean, like <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> m- musically, musically, like this section right here. This is hopeful. You know, it's 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 a little sinister yeah. at first. I can kind yeah. of see the hero like trudging I up the that. stairs with his sword brandished, ready to go. But then it goes back. You are a rabbit, rabbit, Cause, rabbit. Because he fell back <laughs> down the stairs. He's like, "Crap! I gotta climb back up. I don't know if I'm like, doing this. There's no carrot up there.
1: Just buddy." So I will say, like, duck I, season. No rabbit
0: season.
1: But I think that I mean, quote me if I'm um, correct me if I'm wrong about this too. But I think this is also solid, influential, and in, like, game development mm-hmm. because I think this was the first game that went all in with a parallel world like as far as like two worlds overlaying each other with slight differences between them mm. that you could fully explore mm. because
0: other games have been doing it since
1: then but this was the first.
0: I, I think similar was um, Doki Doki World or whatever uh, oh, Subcon and Mario 2? Yeah, Mario 2. Yeah, like when you find those little doors and you go in the door and then suddenly it's reversed and everything's dark but like you can only explore that one section for so long. Yeah. So it's similar.
3: But, yeah, but, it's, but yeah, you yeah, got to figure,
1: like too, like Subcon. And you guys back me up on this because I have never support. heard the term Subcon <laughs> before. That's what it was called is Subcon. Subcon. Yeah, in Mario 2, when you go in the doors in the, the dark silhouette uh, world, that was called
0: Subcon, the dream world. Uh, that's the, I thought this was like a place where people gather who are really into big sandwiches. Oh, Black. Subcon. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. they love the subs there. <laughs>
1: No, but, like, in, with Subcon, there was very little actual interaction with the environment. And aside from it being silhouette, it was the same. Like, nothing changed.
0: Right, yeah, right,
3: right.
1: But you take Link to the Past. You have the light world where, say, Kakariko Village. And during the, in the light world, Kakariko Village, everyone's happy. You can crash in the windmill, race the bird, whatever. In the dark world version, everyone's, like, cursed into being monsters. There's, like, a prison underneath the town. All kinds of crazy stuff. And you can just, like, use the... I know the mirror takes you back. What was the I mean, item that actually took you to the dark world? I can't remember. But um, you would go to the dark world, and you would just, like, pop up in the exact same, like, square space that you left from the other side, except you're in a different place. So sometimes you might have to say, go to the edge of a ledge in the light world, teleport to the dark world. And now, suddenly, you're actually, like, on another ledge in the dark world, because it's, it's built differently, but it's just weird. Like... Made you think about exploration in a whole in a another whole way, way yeah. that no definitely. other game prior had
0: you do. No, that's a really good point. It um, was amazing. There were there were a lot of firsts, not my first, but a lot of groundbreaking games like that on the Super Nintendo. I would I would think like a Super Metroid. You know, mm-hmm. the whole ex, like exploration was taken to a whole new level too. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely. Like I
1: can honestly say, like you know, because you think about it, you'll hear these conversations on the internet. At least I do a lot, where people will talk about you know. Xbox and Sony, and like how they're like pushing like graphical limits on mm-hmm. the consoles and stuff, and processing power. And they like to, they they'll, mm-hmm. don't don't talk Nintendo's like Nintendo ain't doing nothing. Their games are just safe and colorful. I'm like, you realize how innovative their stuff was? A lot of what we play now mm-hmm. pretty much came from Nintendo games. Like, there's no question about
0: that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying other companies didn't do better <laughs> in some respects, right? Like the Atari Lynx. So much better than the never, Game board. Never
1: mention that again. <laughs> <laughs> never mention that on this show again. The link stays in the past where it
3: belongs.
0: That's your links to the past? God. Oh,
3: yes. The show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Cancellation. I, 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 Cancellation. I
0: think I've won podcasting. I didn't think you could win it. Oh, God. God. All right, so this is my influential track, my second influential track. This is Purnell.
1: From the links, from the Atari links, this, we
0: have... What games existed on the Atari Lynx by some guy? This is a um, a Sega Net, what was it called? Sega Channel exclusive Fatal Labyrinth.
1: Wait, no it was
0: Sega Mega Net in Japan. Okay. Fatal Labyrinth for the Sega Genesis. This is the main theme composed by one of my favorite classic Genesis composers, Ifugu, um, Mm, who did uh, the Putter Challenge, no, Putter Golf which is like one of my favorite soundtracks. It's like three tracks and it is the funkiest thing in the world. So this is Fatal Labyrinth, the main theme.
3: They sounds even remotely fatal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are at an intersection. Your blinker's turning left. Oncoming traffic is turning right. is the main theme from the game Fatal Labyrinth for the Sega Genesis composed by E. Fugu. And I chose this as an influential track because it is one of the first roguelike games for an early system. The stages were random. You, sir! Mm-hmm. You redeemed yourself! I was
1: like, <laughs> what in the world is Fatal Labyrinth doing
0: on that list? That's right. But now it does make sense. I mean, like, Rogue is not an, isn't an, is an old, an old, old game. Yeah, very, but roguelike. But, ro- but this is a rogue-like yes
1: you're, you're alright man that's right and... but still let's never talk about the Atari Lynx again <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah,
0: no, but in Ways Lost has roguelike elements as well mm-hmm, um, yeah. I'm sure it's a lot more fun than Fatal Labyrinth
1: <laughs> I, I sure as friggin hope so
3: it has to be it has to be
0: um, uh, so, so there's there are this the game is split up into like um, uh, stages of 10 there's 10 stages like you go into, you keep going into the dungeon playing over and over again if you die you end up going back to the village with the armor and stuff that you've found and you keep buying, upgrading, 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 going back into the same labyrinth. So it has those roguelike elements. And also the, the randomly generated dungeons are, are a thing as well. Um, but the the music is just like the same track for like the first 10 stages and the next track for the next 10 stages. And it, the, the tracks are so short that they're interesting, but like I just, I couldn't get into it. But this main theme is just so... Feel like I, I don't know. It's like contemplative or something. It's, yeah, it's really cool.
1: It's the game is freaking evil. You don't like it? No, 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 no. I, let's not go nuts. I no, don't, no, want, to, no, I don't the, want to say I hate it because no, that seems a little
0: bit harsh. No, but this was the Sega Mega Net right in Japan, but so and you had this. You had the Sega Channel. This was not a Sega Channel thing.
1: No, that's. I played it on Sega Channel, but I'm fairly positive that in the states it actually got a retail release okay. too. But But um, I could be wrong. But I'm positive I've seen it in
0: a store. But playing but, video games over the internet before the internet, that. Oh, Sega Channel was amazing. That's cool. Oh, I love yeah. Sega but this game, you kissed my butt. because.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this game was roguelike in the cruelest way. Because you think about roguelikes in the present, right? Typical mm-hmm. roguelike game, they start you out with a, enough to at least kind of get through like an intro dungeon or two. You'll at least get a feel for the game. It's not until around like maybe the fifth floor of the first dungeon where stuff starts to get a little dicey. And if it's a game that has multiple dungeons, it's not even like the second dungeon until it gets dicey. This game, you can get started out. You can start out and get boned in the first room. <laughs> and they did not care. Like you start out, there's like a twig on the
0: ground Damn, this and is, five slimes and a evil wizard. This is video games in the 90s. It's like, oh, you want to have a fun? You want to have fun? Not right away. Not right This <laughs> not game right is now. called Fatal Labyrinth <laughs> for a reason. for it.
1: <laughs> they make yeah. you work sometimes the work you is just to suffer right here. <laughs> it's just all <awesome>. you <laughs> earn your fun just, <laughs>
0: you gotta earn your fun like that a is, hand
1: comes out of the screen just slap. you. put the controller down.
0: we need that like, on, like, <laughs> like the next time you're um you're showing your game off at a convention you gotta have like a like a banner that says earn your fun, <laughs> earn your <laughs> fun.
1: like yeah. this game was totally brutal did man. you grind
0: in this game mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 let's talk about grinding um, so you said there's rogue elements in uh, Ways Lost. Uh, are you into uh-huh. rogue or roguelike games?
4: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So
0: what are some of your favorites?
4: Um, the one that stands out the most to me is uh, Enter the Gungeon. I yes. love Enter
1: the Gungeon. Oh, pr- time, for, time for the bond. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's
0: my jam, Enter the Gungeon. I, I was they playing can. that before you showed up, actually. Really? Yeah, I popped it yeah, back yeah. in. I just Every time I play it, something new happens. See, this is Knucklehead yeah, over yeah, here. He's yeah. the
1: only person I know that has done pretty much everything the game has no, to offer. Not. I'm sure there's more, but most humans <laughs> yeah. don't know that. I beat it once. you've yeah. done, like,
0: everything, it feels like. Yeah, beating it once felt pretty good, but I know that I have to beat it a whole lot of times to see everything. All right, how
1: about how yeah. about you reign it in this time? <laughs> All you. How about what other role games do you play?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rogue
4: Legacy, that's another one.
0: Good, that's a yeah, good one. Sure. A good one yeah. Rogue
4: Legacy, I think, was my very first roguelike that I played. It might have been Spelunky. I think it was Rogue oh, Legacy, yeah, and I was like
0: hooked on Rogue Legacy. <laughs> have you ever played the original Rogue, um, the old old school no, text haven't. game? <laughs> I had. Um, I had a. Uh, it was. It was. It was like a, a clone of Rogue. Um, it was renamed like D and D or something for the PC. Like my old school, like Tandy like Radio Shack PC back in the day and I was obsessed with that game. I had no idea what it was, but I knew it was random every time I played it. I, I knew the say, items I, were always different. It was it was so cool.
1: I will say, if you have access to any of the machines it's on, you definitely should try Sheer in the Wanderer. Actually, yes. not about yeah, yeah. any of them, because there's one on the Vita, there's one on Super Nintendo, one on the DS, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in some form, you should try Sheer in the Wanderer because to me... As far as roguelike dungeon crawlers go, aside from Rogue itself, Sheer and the Wanderer is probably one of the purest ones mm. and like the elements and the way it conveys
0: those elements. Or go to the Internet right. Archive and play the original Rogue, where you play a little happy face fighting a world of Asterix and ampersands. <laughs> Wily ampersands, always spoiling my fun. It's like, oh, I got a potion. I'll eat the potion. What does it do? You are now dead.
1: <laughs> well, then, is the, the thing? Like, Sheer in the Water does that kind of stuff. Oh, You're it like, does? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. In the purest sense. Oh, wow. Like, what happens in those you, like, games? you get like,
0: items and you don't know what they do until you like, research them or something? Literally, yes. Uh, wow. Like Early
1: on in the game, the items are all identified and stuff, mm-hmm. but as you get further in, whether it be the main game or even especially the bonus dungeons, the items are all questionable. Like it will be like question mark sword or question mark potion. And unless you find identifying, like an identification spring or like an identification jar, which in some dungeons, you don't even know if the jar identifies stuff. It could be a poisonous jar. But ultimately you have to try, it's trial and error, mm. figure out what this stuff does. Take a risk at eating this grass, not that it killed you. Just like you said, yeah, there is grass yeah. that's sole purpose is if you eat it, you die. Like stuff will just happen, huh? Yes. Oof. It is cruelty. And you get in those rooms where you start out and the room is filled with monsters because it's a monster den
0: mm. and you die
1: <sighs> because, yeah. Well, there's something fun. There's something
0: that's going to happen that might kill me, but I don't think it will. And that's your next track for now.
1: Oh, it's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing the heat.
0: What you got? All right, so got,
1: the next track it. I'm going to pick is another, I feel, definite influential classic. Which when comes from the live? game Dragon Warrior 2. Yes. And that is the battle theme from said game. Composed by a name I can't read from here, but I want to say it's Koichi <laughs> Sugiyama. Yes, that's correct. Boom, I Boom. got good
3: glasses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is the Prague of video music. It really it? is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Perno,
0: why don't you bring us in?
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the battle theme from the game Dragon Warrior 2, for the NES, also known as Dragon Quest II, Luminaries of the Legendary Line, composed by Koichi Sugiyama. And why in the heck did Perno pick this game and this track for influential classics? Well... Yeah, yeah. so why Dragon Warrior 2? Because this... Unless I'm forgetting something, was the first JRPG to ever come out that had a party system in it. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't realize this for a while, but this came out in America in like 1990, Mm -hmm. which was around or after Final Fantasy came out. Mm -hmm. But in Japan, Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, Dragon Quest II actually came out in like 87.
0: I'm not kidding. So, it predates Final Fantasy. Yeah, these schemes came out late in America because they were they weren't sure originally if there was going to be a market for that, which is why they practically gave away Dragon Warrior One. Yep. It yeah. Came
1: with they gave it away with the with the strategy guide even. Yep. Now it's funny because this and like Final Fantasy. Actually not, because I got Final Fantasy later because it was a mistaken Christmas gift. But. Dragon Dragon Warrior 2 and Dragon Warrior 1, but most specifically 2, were my first true forays into this genre in a way that is just baffling because I didn't understand anything. So I did not know up until this point about the concept of, like, you equip things to get more power, and the power is denoted by a number on the screen. And then you have to pick from a list of options to hit a still image, but you don't hit them. The game just tells you you did, and then you can. It's like there's just all this stuff going on, and I didn't understand any of it. But I wanted to believe I could. So if you go to like a person in town, they give you a clue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I knew how to interpret it to mean something. Other times I just didn't. And also, there were also snares like you could only get the right information if you go back to the town at night or something. Right. And I didn't do that right after certain
0: up. events and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And
1: that's also mm-hmm. a large part of why it blows my mind. I'm sure I think all of us have been there in this respect that you've talking to people on the Internet or whatever where people talk about. Can you recommend a game for my seven or eight year old son? He's he's just trying to get into games and play them. And I'm like, get him whatever he wants. That isn't like, you know, beyond like your standards of like sex and violence. And I go, but what if he doesn't understand it? And I go, well, figure it out. (laughs) Like. When we were growing up, our parents were as ignorant as it gets when it comes to games, because they unless they know, unless, they were, unless you had like, a nerdy dad right. who was already in the computers.
0: Or if you just asked for a football game.
1: Yeah, or if you asked for a football game, which is, they're like, oh man, does it have Johnny Unitas? Yeah, we're in. But like, um, for the most part you would you know they would just buy you the game <laughs> because your kid or my kid wants a game uh, I'm gonna buy it for him yeah. and they just left you to figure mm-hmm. the heck out and yeah, you stumbled around so things made sense
0: that is true uh, a lot of those games were also they only had two buttons so um, uh, figuring things out was a little more difficult you had to have the strategy guide a lot of games I would rent from the store that didn't have the strategy guide and then have to figure out, like, like Boy in His Blob, like, what was I doing in that well, game? That game you know? so weird. Um, Tangerine trampoline. And, th- and that, that really goes into um, what Blake talked about earlier, about, like, uh, the whole Mario uh, method of teaching a player how to play the game without telling you. Um, it's so important if you don't have a guide, if you don't have an instruction manual, like even like early on, like the early Atari games and, and television and Coleco, mm-hmm. like there there's so much happening that you just you needed a guide to know what to do next.
1: And that um, actually makes me yeah. wonder too. Like, as far as you guys go, Blake and AJ, uh-huh. can you recall your earliest video game memory?
0: Yeah, reach back and give us something oh, painful. Yeah. No, it doesn't.
2: That's <laughs> 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 why well, I was literally thinking this as you guys were talking about it. <laughs> So my first game I ever played ever was Pokemon Yellow. Ooh. And, um, so maybe not as complex as you were just talking about, but since it was literally my first game ever, I had no idea how to get out of the bedroom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, like, there was, That's you know, nice, me and my nice. dad,
2: I'm like, Daddy, where do I go? Or just, like, what's happening? you know, back then it was just three rectangles in, like, the corner. But, um... Yeah, I immediately thought of that. Like, you know, I was like, I want to play Pokemon. And Dad's like, what's happening? Where are we? How do you get out? Like, what's going on?
3: Where's Pikachu, <laughs> Dad? Yeah, literally. Yeah. I gotta
2: catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't catch them all from my bedroom.
1: Well, wow. wow, no, I mean, there's a Super Nintendo on your counter right there.
0: There's a grand adventure somewhere, somewhere in this game. <laughs>
1: I think back on it. I can just picture like the poor, confused dad. Like, Jesus, kid, I don't know how to play this junk. I just yeah, brought but... it because you wanted it. <laughs> Figure it out yourself.
0: I remember being at my cousin's house. We were playing um, Castlevania 1. And I was so young that I didn't have the coordination to jump and attack at, this, like, at the same time. And of course, you were
1: playing <laughs> Castlevania once, so you were clearly uh, traumatized. From I, that I did not get
0: very far in that game. I just I did, got to watch my brother play a lot of that. <laughs> that game was more <laughs> Um Yeah, we didn't have a Nintendo until much much later. Um, so it was really always fun to go to like a it, it our family members' house, or a friend's house to play video games. And I was like, I didn't like my thumbs weren't like developed in those ways. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. But I like the music. It's I always right like the music. There's
1: just there's a certain amount of joy that just comes from, like, even recalling like, those game memories like, what got you into the, what built your skill levels up, like I still think, uh-huh. like, my like, I don't know too many people that have a similar scenario to mine where, I had a neighbor who had a kid but her kid got, was like a, like, late teen, mid teen or whatever, so she started just going out and hanging out with her friends, didn't have time for her mom anymore meanwhile, I'm just a little goofy kid sitting on the corner like, I'm dorky and I'm hanging out having fun whatever. and she's like Want to come play video games?
3: I'm like, (laughs) no, I
1: (laughs) just went to my neighbor's house. She would buy video games like Bubble Bobble and Super Sprint and whatever she could find. And she'd just invite me over to play video games at her house. Like I would just hang out. She'd make me ice cream if I beat games and stuff like I beat Bubble Ball on, homemade ice cream. ice cream I got homemade, homemade ice cream. cream yes I With the dial you had to turn it
0: wow that neighborhood has changed yeah, it has <laughs> changed a whole freaking lot <laughs> it's like a kid's
1: dream it was amazing Wow. but is... I will admit one of the games I had to beat was The Adventures of Lolo and I'm not sure how familiar you are with that game,
4: oh, wrong but that game I know
1: Lolo Lolo was brutal that game was infuriating as a kid but I got through the entire game D, D D D D D, D wasn't that right? Not Did actually, we, believe it or King not. Doody? No, he's a he's Kirby. Though it's okay, you made like that a crossover, connection because right? yeah, Hal Labs made both games, right? That's what I'm and thinking And when they came out with Kirby, they put Lolo and Lala in Kirby, but they called them Lolo Lolo and La 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 for some dumb 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 reason. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but you knew who they were. Yeah. It just clicked. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then like, of course, I think they just kind of went stagnant at that point. They used to, every once in a while cameo in Kirby games, but no more Lolo <laughs> games, unfortunately. But yeah, Lolo was the jam. And oh, one other brutal game I played in that manner: Mylon Secret Castle.
0: Okay, yeah, that yeah, game. I remember is the name evil. of. it. I don't think I ever played that one. It's evil. It's evil. Is very that, evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the theme of like our show today. Is like games that made you really work for it. <laughs>
1: there were very few games back in the day, even let alone now. That would have a trap that could make you have to play the entire game over
0: again. (laughs) Maybe maybe Secret Castle had
1: one of those where you entered the wrong door out of two. You went to the beginning of the game, you had to play all the way through it again. Maybe getting to the the end of Ghosts and
0: Goblins and then having to go back and do it over again. Yeah, but with that
1: (laughs) game, is a bit different, actually. Because with that, you beat the game. Don't get me wrong, it's still BS. But you beat the game, (laughs) and it's like, you know, to get the true ending, play through it again. Yeah. With this game—you uh, ain't even get one ending. It's like here's two doors: one leads to the boss, and one sends you to the beginning of the game. I
0: think that's gonna be the uh, oh. the image for the show. It's gonna be you as Arthur, <laughs> throwing like standing or in front
1: of Mylon's <laughs> castle or something. Yeah, in front of Mylon's um, castle. Have like, you guys
2: ever played Mario Lost Worlds? I oh, you talking about? If I remember, or Lost this, Levels. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. that
1: game can bite me. That game is horrible.
2: <laughs> and that made me think of that where like when you're big, oh I know about this little secret and it's like go back to world or zone one
0: yeah, a oh not you dumb,
2: gosh. kid trying to cheat the,
0: the, the poison? The poison mushrooms that look so much like normal mushrooms—it's just the, uh, yep. it's so wrong. I will so say wrong. that may
2: be
1: one of the rare cases where I feel like "quote unquote" game censorship was done right because <laughs> <laughs> you're like you know you the story behind it. like how why we, we oh yeah, yeah, came yeah us lost yeah. levels because they're like
0: maybe yeah. Americans don't want this garbage. So I, it's too hard. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest <laughs> was hey. called Mystic Quest in America, and then in the, US, in the Japan, it was. Uh, Final Fantasy USA. USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> they like, had to make it a little bit easier for us, but we we uh, we should keep moving on but with but the but show. We
1: we gotta do this last thing. Oh, what's this last thing, man? Just the thought. Like we gotta focus on like the logic
0: here, <laughs> Rob. We have to unpack. This. <laughs> we
1: gotta unpack lost levels, <laughs> like from the concept of game design. All right, because you know everyone talks about how awesome Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros. was and how it led to the revolution of like game platforming. Mm-hmm. But think mm-hmm. about it. Lost Levels was technically the sequel to Super Mario Brothers. You just came up with this awesome platform game. Everyone loves it. How do you top it? Make it harder, less fun. (laughs) That's what we do. Literally. We'll make a game that is more traps. The only new power-up hurts you. (laughs) It's like there is nothing about it that that, makes it
0: good. That's like a bunch of like really sour adults talking to kids where it's like, (laughs) What happens when you get older? It gets worse.
1: Oh, you <laughs> beat the game, Jimmy? You beat the game? It was fun, wasn't it? Well, guess what? Poison mushrooms for everybody.
0: Yeah, for winning, it's, it's, it's you get the satisfaction of a job well done.
1: <laughs> All right, Mario, you saved the princess. Now go
0: to work. I get to work.
1: Um, <laughs> go back to the real world.
0: I'm going to spill your bone broth on my laptop it's for now. Empty. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Okay, so now now we're going to turn um, the track that we're listening to down, and we're going to get into the part of the show called the bonus round.
1: Bonus round, talking about bonus rounds.
0: On the wings of my dreams, <laughs> Um So the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme, but we're going to do things a little bit differently today since we have uh, the developers of a new game coming out. We're going to listen to some of the soundtrack, which I'm really excited about, which uh, uh, Blake... Is developing and aj is composing for so um who would like to introduce the music that we're about to hear
4: uh this is just the title theme for ways lost
0: oh come on excellent
2: <laughs> no this <laughs> this is the title theme for ways
1: lost so we
0: we've learned oh you need uh-huh. a hype man you need pernell <laughs> i do right. this here?
2: is the what sets the mood for go. the beginning uh-huh. of the game and really gets you into what the game is about yeah, the ways but... lost theme
0: mm-hmm. i'm ready the theme to ways lost and this yeah. was composed by aj was this uh you alone
2: Yes. Yeah. I, uh, did this all actually right where I'm sitting, where I'm recording is where I composed
0: it all. Oh, great. All right. Let's, let's give it a listen and we'll come back. From Ways Lost, um, developed by Blake Edwards, composed by AJ. This that was a great. We I love that. That was so much fun. Thanks thanks for sharing that with us.
1: I enjoyed it. Thank very you so much. much. I also was happy. I was like, yeah, I like. The, I just play the track from the from the trailer. You're like, actually, this track that was just a shortened version of what you're going to hear today. I was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very pleased with the full because that track
0: was legit um yeah thank so, you so tell us a little about this um blake did you have like any say in that like did you go to aj and say hey, this is something i was like in the style i was looking for or or something something in that, that uh that vein
4: so i actually don't have a single musical bone in my body <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: see <laughs> I'm i always left it up to aj <laughs> <laughs> see like because um as i said in the beginning uh you know we have worked on you know i've composed for blake's games for you know quite a while so this probably have a good partnership in the you know sense that blake is like hey i want to convey this message here's a couple like you know songs that i think could work yeah and um so then essentially from there i'm like okay so this is the kind of theme you want this is like kind of the sound you want and then we kind of you know i make up different ideas different riffs different melodies so in the beginning, it used to take a while, but for this one in particular, you know, it gave me the whole idea of, so, you know, where you're lost. How do you get out? What's happening? And, like, there was just this moment where I just had that click of, like, anime opening. <laughs> 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 and um, and just, it. like, the melody just came to me immediately, and I was like, I knew everything I wanted for it. Blake was like, I'm all about this, and I'm so happy with how it came out. Yeah, dude, it came out great.
1: I'm just chuckling. He's like, "I like, you're you're lost. You're trying to figure how to get out
2: by rocking, of
3: course." <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I, mean, like, I picture like the piano of like, oh, where are we? What's going on?" Yeah, then like starts rocking. Like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs>
1: Start
3: smashing balls. <medals. laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that was fantastic. Um, yeah. So, so, thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. Do you um, like? Can you? Do you foresee how 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 many, how long the soundtrack is going to be in the completed game? Like. How many more completed pieces that you're working on?
4: Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how long the sound, the full soundtrack is gonna be, but uh, we're definitely gonna move forward with like the monster battle theme next. <laughs>
2: Great. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Yeah, but it's actually going on behind the scenes right now. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll have links to to like your dev blog and stuff, and we're gonna keep an eye out on that so that we can you know, see how things are progressing and and look mm-hmm. out for some more. Hot, tr- hot tracks.
1: And more cool monsters. We saw chocolate cake, but now yeah. we need upside down <laughs> pineapple bunt cake monster. That, <laughs> he is going to be a real ripper.
0: That is excellent. Well, thanks. Thank you very much for sharing that. And um, if you want more information about that, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to um, everywhere where you can get um, uh, more background on the artists, the developers, and everything about Ways Lost the Game. All right, thanks for joining us on episode 21-8 of Rhythm and Pixels. Our look at influential classics with Blake Edwards and AJ, the developers of Ways Lost. Thank you both for joining us.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you, dude.
1: I Um, hope you guys had a great time, because I can tell you right now, we sure as heck did. Yeah, we had a good
0: time tonight.
2: Same. This was a blast.
1: Um, Which means you're welcome
0: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are welcome back. Um, If you have any more... um, any more games that you're working on or if you want to help promote this game in the future just let us know send us an email that'd be, that'd be nice yeah that'd be awesome um, so before we start to go out is there anything else that you would like to plug or would you like to plug your game in your own words you can do that right now Byways lost. last and
2: uh yeah I guess I'll just say if you uh want to hear any other music that we that i've worked for on for blake that is all in my SoundCloud, which i think is literally just aj wash like my last name is washing your hands wash
0: oh cool. aj wash okay so
2: all the other uh, songs yeah that we that i've worked on with blake are all up on there
0: Great. Okay. all right well we'll have that up there too um if there's anything specific you want to um highlight we'll we'll include that into the show notes as well um uh, so great cool um and if you'd like to get in contact with the show, if you have any topic suggestions, music suggestions, or guest suggestions, please send us an email,
1: Rhythm and Pixels at hotmail.com.
0: Um and if you want more information about our show, full track listings from all the episodes, and access to all the episodes, go to our website
1: www.rhythmandpixels.com.
0: <laughs> and if you'd like to check us out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, it's usually Rhythm and Pixels, all one word on youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. You have access to all of our episodes, and we have a 24-7 radio stream of nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. And if you'd like to support the show, uh, tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it.
1: Give uh, the show to your friends.
0: It's it's the show that keeps on giving.
1: Bake it into a cake and then sell it to friends. Yeah,
0: put it into a cake and then <laughs> give it to your friend who's in jail. <laughs> um, there's Don't a throw podcast. the hacksaw away for the podcast. <laughs> Um, You can also go to patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. There you get access to uh, prequel episodes every week now. Um, A little bit of talking that we did with the guys here today. And we also like to give you a shout out at the end of every episode. And so we would like to first, um, this is all in a different order. We're going to do it this way now. You ready for now? I'm not even sure what happened here, but let's do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. All right, so this is from, first off, Alex, the Messenger Messenger the patron saint of VGM podcasts Oh. Um, and also the host of the, the messenger presents a VGM journey. I'd like to thank that Nick Walker, Brian Pitt, Michael Bridgewater of the forever sound version, whose podcast was just on the BBC radio in the North of England, which was awesome, which is amazing to hear. He Um, said our names. What? (laughs) 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 Um, So shout outs to Michael. Uh, Also uh, Carlito, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Bobby Arson of the One Up Funk. Wicked Sephiroth. OK Impala. Chris Marie. Cameron Worma. Christopher Sendstrom. Damian Beckles. Mike Myers. What's up, Mike? The Autistic Gamer 89. Steve Miller. David Smith. Phantom Jest. Joe Fasalo. Johan Perez. Chris Steenerson, Solus Sanctuary, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Kitsurito, Mixx X Master, The Last Recon, The Dude, Reinhardt Zalkova, Alexander Proudfoot, Davy Cakes, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, Bedroth, Bruce Irons from the Mad Gear, and Hammock Hummer! from KVGM The Last Wave. Um, and he joined our uh, Discord actually recently, and it's good to see see him there. He's got he's got an excellent taste in music. That's for sure. I I do like it a lot. Um, all right, so that's it for the show. And I want to thank again, uh, Brian. No, it was Blake <laughs> and Blake. <laughs> Aj, you sleepy man. I was looking at the word Brian somewhere. And oh, Brian goodness. Pitt. <laughs> he Praise doesn't mind. Don't worry about. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian Pitt. Blake, AJ, thanks for hanging out with us tonight and and, uh, uh, taking the time out with us. We both appreciate it.
3: I had a blessing. Thank you for having us on. It's
2: been such a great time. Yeah, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to Rhythm and Pixels. Have a safe week. And remember... Sleep. No,
1: no, I'm 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 kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And remember, honestly, there's something to be said about you know, trying to sell yourself and not take what you are capable of for granted. Put out your best effort, acknowledge your best efforts, and do what you can because you never know who needs to hear how great you are and the things you can do. And you never knew who you are influencing with your own actions and accomplishments. So get them done, get them done as well as possible, and let make sure people know that you're doing what you're doing and that you're doing it well. Mm-hmm.
0: I like, yeah, doing it well.
1: Represent Queens. (laughs) Even though you were raised out in Brooklyn. Do it well.
0: (laughs) That's the most specific ending to an episode we've had.
3: (laughs)